Literature and Psychology by Dr. Saideh Malik Afzali, Dr. Daniel Rockers, and Dr. Alex Andrade from Tabana Organization. Tabana is a non-profit mental health organization organized in Sacramento, California. Tabana seeks to help individuals and families to strengthen their capabilities and to thrive. Aired on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock weekly. A very warm hello to our Radio Bombdad listeners. I'm sitting with Dr. Rockers, Dr. Andrade, and this is Dr. Malik Afsali speaking. Today, we want to talk about nostalgia. What is nostalgia? And I think nostalgic is a feeling of what you have in the past that was pleasant at the time. Now it's a loss and you, um, you miss it. And I think um, it is important to have this conversation to see what is about what is it about nostalgia in psychology that um, every one of us at some point have that feeling and have that experience, especially in my experience when I um, emigrated to United States. I remember sometimes even going to a street reminded me of something from my childhood back in the country I was raised uh, and, and grew up. And that feeling was amazing. And I think it just a unity of identity of what brings the, makes us the whole. It's a lot to talk about psychologically because it's full of emotions. It's full of uh, bringing different pieces of, of who we are as a whole and unite us as our identity. Because I went through that so many times when I emigrated here. I remember even seeing a, a drawing, seeing a picture, and there was just, just a piece of that drawing that all of a sudden brought a lot of emotions from my childhood where I was being raised. And, um, and I experienced that many times, especially at the beginning when I was here. And I think this is a great conversation because psychologically that is important in any of our being, who we are, and I'm sure then probably something takes you back to your childhood in the farm or Alex would take you back to, for example, how you were related to some of your relatives or whatever. And I think um, I think of that um, as something important psychologically. And that's why I like to hear from you guys. I think, of, I think of a farm also, too, though, just to be clear from time to time. So, yeah. Oh, uh, you're a farm, yeah, farm nostalgia. It's yeah, farm nostalgia. The farm nostalgia I never knew. Huh. So we so nostalgia. The definition now is expanded. <laughs> Correct. 
Do yeah, let, let's just let's just delete what I said uh, <laughs> from the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. I, I think I interrupted something actually thoughtful and intelligent. My apologies. <laughs> uh, I was wondering what sparked this question, Saide. Can you uh, tell us about how did you come up with this good question? I like it. And I like to comment on it, but I'm just wondering, was it something that you read or was something you were thinking about? How did you come um, up? You know, our conversation yesterday, actually, when we were talking about feeling good, uh, you know, I was just thinking of feeling good. Sometimes uh, nostalgia sometimes actually is a good feeling because it takes you back to some other things, some parts of you that... Um, you're searching for, you know, and, and that's how I, it, it just all of a sudden, it made me think of nostalgia because our conversation yesterday, um, thinking of good day, um, there are sometimes, because even nostalgic feeling, it's, uh, you're missing something, but in a way, it's a good feeling. It's amazing that how sadness, not loss, in a way brings all those emotions and memories that is part of you that's hidden. And you you bring it up and it's a good and, and bad, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain. And, and it just all of a sudden that came to my mind yesterday during our conversation about what makes a good day a good day, you know. It's like the mirror opposite of uh, goal attainment. Mm-hmm. So, Is it? well, in, in a way, there's one way of thinking about it. So in nostalgia, we're in the present moment, but thinking back to the past and how great it was. So we're, we're kind of in the present, but wishing we were had something from the past. In goal attainment, I'm in the present thinking about something I want to get to. And I think that's going to be better than what is the present. So in both of those, you're thinking, whatever that is, maybe, I don't know, this, the present is not as good as what was, or the present is not as good as what will be. The present, um, well, for me, was like, I, I just want to take you back to one of the experiences that I still, is so clear in my head. I talked about a drawing, a painting sometimes takes you back to the emotions. I never forget that. It was just during the very first few years that I was immigrated here. And somebody had drawn a beautiful picture and it was winter time. And there was um, one of these, um, you know, um, like the power um, cord. And then a bunch of birds were sitting on those power cord and it was winter time and it was cloudy and it was um, so, sort of dim and it was a sadness in that painting. But all of a sudden that painting and just a few birds sitting on that cord took me back to the winter time in Tehran where I was raised. And we had some many times in winter we had um, because it, it's a. Uh, a hillside. Uh, most of Tehran is built in a um, hill, and I and we have a lot of a snow during winter. Unlike people would think, oh, you guys have a snow. And I was in that situation during winter. Most of the time, we had a 
snow and and when we came from school um we would just as we were passing by the birds were sitting on the court it took me there it was amazing just one second looking at a painting bring all those memory to my mind that and it comes back to me like a flashlight is it just goes back and forth this was years before but still that moment when i looked at that painting and that memory um you know it's it was good and bad it's amazing because here in california we don't have a snow i was obviously missing the snow but it was just a lot of emotions involved and what is it that in a less than a second all these emotions come to your mind and takes you back and even for years that moment is never forgotten it's i think it's very important psychologically what happens in a human brain and a human mind that something just all of a sudden takes you there i'm hearing kind of a mixture of there are some aspects of it that are are nice and pleasant and it sounds like it it can be very soothing and comforting in a way but then also too it sounds like a a loss an absence a missing of those mm, things it is it is mm. actually you you definitely miss it i mean at least for me nostalgic is sometimes takes you there it's a good feeling that you had at that point that's why you're missing it so it's such a mixture mm. it's it's hard to describe it you know it it just takes you back to that moments of your life or your memory that was pleasant obviously but all of a sudden at that moment that memory that had a lot of other things involved which was united at that point but brings back sort of loss at that very moment you know it's very very complicated it's um i like to actually research about that to see what is what goes on in your brain what happens at that moment um we know that our limbic system even the smell of maybe a fragrance takes you back to when you were in junior high or when you were like 5 years old and your uncle actually came to hug you and you smell that it's it's what is it psychologically that uh there are pieces that are actually in you that comes up daniel you look like you have a question festering i know i know i have a question i, I think it's uh, this idea you know is nostalgia i think the word that that i associate with nostalgia is like sentimental but again in hearing your experience it can be not just sentimental but also a loss as well i guess i'm wondering you know is is being nostalgic like healthy is it is it good for us is it meaningful to be nostalgic or as daniel was mentioning should we be focusing more on on the future should we be focusing on you know a forward direction less than a past that's already been I think that's different than you don't purposefully do that. Something mm. takes you back. Mm. It's not like you think about it. It's different. Mm. Mm. Uh it's just I think it's it's just an amazing phenomenon that 
one little thing, one picture, one scene, one word, what something, you know, one smell takes you back to something that at the moment was pleasant. At least in my experiences, I never had this about something that was unpleasant, but it was something that was pleasant. And all of a sudden you go there and then it's a, it's a beautiful, I think, phenomena, because in my experience, you have such a great altogether emotions mix. It's, it's good though. It's good. It, it's not like sadness. It's not like sorrow. It's, um, it's, it's a very different feeling. I don't know if you guys have ever had that feeling that we're talking about, that nostalgic feeling, if, if you had, I don't know. I'm not recalling any that hit me as strongly as what you're describing. It sounds like that was a pretty profound experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had, I'm sure I have at some point, but nothing comes to my mind. And what you're saying is it's it you is it that you're saying you don't think it is an idealization of that moment? No, it's that's why it's so um complex, I would say, because it's hard to even describe it, explain it. You have to experience it's just like Anything that when we talk, say you have to experience it to know, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, for example, when somebody's enlightened, they can't talk about it. They have, they, they, even as much as they talk about it, they can't explain their experience. You have to experience to know what is it like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think nostalgic is the same. You have to experience it to know what is it like. And I don't know whether immigration is a huge thing in your life that you put your past behind you and you come to another country, you start life here, you put many things um, back and come. Maybe that is something that um, happens uh, more or maybe it's more profound um, or is it not I don't know, because this experiences that I had a couple of times, which this one that I shared with you, as you said, Dan, it's profound. That's why I always, when I go back to it, it just hits me exact moment that this feeling came to me and where I was, where I was uh, experiencing this. It's more like one of those moments that you never forget in your life how that hit you, how that feeling came that took you back. And, um, you know, it's really interesting. It's, it's an amazing experience. By the way, we got to our first break. We come back and we talk about it. Um, I would like to say some words in Farsi or Persian language. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من دکتر سعیده ملک افسلی هستم و همراه دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی امروز ما در مورد احساس نستالجک که ما در حقیقت یک نوع احساس دلتنگی از یک خاطره از یک اتفاقی که در زندگیمون افتاده بود 
برمیگردیم بهش هم لذت بخشه و هم غمگینه داریم امروز راجع به اون صحبت میکنیم ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از ساعت دوازه تا یکی بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم اگه تازه رادیاتون رو باز کردین صدای ما رو میشنوین خواهش میکنم کسانی که ممکنه از برنامه روانشناسی و فرهنگی که ما راجع به صحبت میکنیم اگر فکر میکنین استفاده میکنن بهشون اطلاع بدین زمینم پادکست های ما از طریق آیتون و از طریق گوگل میتونیم ما رو در تحت عنوان Culture and Psychology پیدا کنین و به تاپیک های ما گوش بدین برمیگردیم و دنبال صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم Dr. Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi, uh, we are in culture and psychology session. And as um, you, um, if you just turn on your radio, we have been talking about uh, nostalgic feeling and nostalgia. At the first part of our conversation, now we are back and we continue our conversation. Question I had is uh, earlier, kind of the idea is it okay? But like, or you know, is it healthy? Is it good? Uh, but it sounds like a very different, as you're describing, it's a very different experience. It's not, it's this almost, it's something that takes you, it sounds like to almost this like different place in a way. I don't know if that's a, a great explanation or representation. Okay. Uh, the only example that I have that I, comes to my mind is for myself is that I, I recall one time there was a, a food that I smelled That was a food that my grandmother used to cook uh, when I was young. I was probably like seven, eight years old. And it was very, it reminds me because I remember I could almost like feel myself in her kitchen again. I could, it, it was almost like I was there. I knew I wasn't, but it was almost like I was in the kitchen and that, that pan was on the stove. And I could like smell it and I can like almost like taste it in a way. And it wasn't just because I was hungry too, just to be clear, but it was, 
it, it, it was, it was one of the few times I could say, like, it really took me back to that place. And, and it was, it was, I remember it just being a moment, but also it felt so, I was so immersed in it too. It felt like such a long time at the same time. And so it was a strange, like crossroad between like internal experience and what was happening outside because of that aroma, because of that smell. And it's funny because I, I remember it so vividly because it's a smell that I, I, ha- that I haven't had that experience again. I've been around those types of foods, but I have not had that experience again. And so there's a part of me that's always been kind of wondering, like, if I smell that again, will that happen? And, and I haven't like tried to make it happen, you know, as far as like, you know, smelling different foods and be like, oh, now it's happening. It, it's, but it's, it was so unique. And so almost confusing for me too, that I, I've always kind of like had that in the back of my mind, like that time that I smelled her cooking her food and I was in that kitchen again. It's different than missing it. It's different than um, being homesick. It's different than, cause I've experienced all of that. It's such an amazing experience. Alex, you had a hard time even describing it Mm -hmm. you know it's something that you have to experience to know and it doesn't happen often um, because like talking about immigration talking about moving to this country missing a lot of things and um, you know um, so many things that you remember as childhood and happiness and and even when you were with your parents and now you lost them it's nothing like that it's just a very complex um emotional experience it's good and bad it's pleasant and um maybe even a little sad because it's a loss, but it's, um, it's um, memorable. You won't forget it. You always remember that. And it doesn't come back to you. Maybe as you said, Alex, you even try to, to get back to that very special feelings or ex- experience of emotions, but it just happens. And it may be less than a second but it's so vivid and so um, special, I would say, that you always remember. It's just an experience. You know, I just thought, and I probably shouldn't say this out loud, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, on average, I, I think if I remember the number, the stats correctly, you know, the gen- in the, of the general public, you know, 30% of people will at one point have a panic attack. And it's not that they have panic disorder or that they even have anxiety, but it's something that happens to people sometimes for unclear reasons. I'm wondering if this is like the polar opposite of a panic attack in a way where it's like a scary feeling. Um, and, I, and I say that too, not to minimize anybody who's have, had a panic attack. And I can say for myself, I, I, vividly recall, I vividly recall having one panic attack in my life. Uh, I was probably in my late teens. I was like 19. And I remember vividly the emotional experience and it was kind of, I, I just can't help, but also connected to this. Like it was very immersive. It was very, you know, real. It was just so powerful. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking on the other end of it, this experience that I had in regards to being in the kitchen, 
it was like that too. It was very immersive, very real. Like you couldn't, you couldn't tell me I wasn't experienced what I was experiencing in that moment. Yet at the same time, it was something that, you know, was happening to me. It wasn't something that I was trying to create. It just happened in that way. And so I wonder if there's some connection there just in regards to that emotional, the, the immersion into those emotions in that way. Uh, that sometimes could be really hard to understand and even describe. Uh, And even with nostalgia, you know, as we're trying to describe what that is like. Are you saying that nostalgia is something that gets triggered or it's like recalling something? It's triggered, I think. Uh, Yeah, I'm hearing it as triggered. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing it as. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something brings that particular emotion. uh, And for me, was that picture, you know, that, and yeah and that particular emotion is something you are missing something it's not necessarily happy or sad or any of those other things it's more that you're missing the thing or is it something else it's just emotional experience of past i think it's like a recall almost yeah it's uh because even it's not something that brings from your past to your mind but the emotional part of it well now i have had an experience i had an experience in germany when i was there visiting and i went to the hofbrau house this brewery place and when we walked in the smells and the sounds instantly i was reminded of meeting hall back home where i grew up and it was the, and I grew up in a German community, so it sort of fits in a way. But it was like I was just struck by how much I said, "Oh, this is just like back home in Scipio." That very thing. So I'm guessing that's the sort of thing you are talking about. Was it like reminiscent of that, Dan, or was it like almost like you were confused for a moment, like like you were you were there, like like. Because that's how my experience was like, it was almost like, wait, like, I know this isn't possible, but yet I'm here at the same time. It wasn't that I didn't have that to that extent. It was more of a reminder and it was familiar and it was instantly comfortable. Yeah, but I think it's different because many times, um, as I said, you may be walking in a place and you go, oh, this brings you back to something you have experienced in the past or you've seen it or 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 the similarities but i think nostalgia is a mixture of feeling of missing something more i think i think it's uh it's like a moment of loss of something which was pleasant at the time you know Mm, okay Okay. Yeah, it's a little different. It's At least for different. me, that that experience was that. Yeah, and it doesn't happen often. It's very interesting that because if it happens often, that means you're sad, you're depressed, you're not happy from whatever you're not happy about where you are or what you have. It's not that. So it's not escapism. No. No. And, and it's like, you may be very happy, very successful. You don't want to go back to where you were, 
or, you know, it's none of that. It's very interesting. That's why it's so complex. It's hard to explain it. And um, I'm sure, you know, in psychology, every single thing you think of, somebody has done research on. I would like to go back and check to see if anybody has done any research on what is nostalgia? What is having a nostalgic feeling? I, I really like to know. Kind of reminds me of, uh, you guys may have heard of the term uh, light bulb moment, where there's something that happens and it's like a really big and sometimes it's even a shared event. And you can recall an, an insane, obscene amount of details of that situation. Um, I know for myself, like, you know, when 9-11 happened, I can recall that morning. I can recall, you know, what was on the television. I can recall like so many pieces of it. And so I know that's something that's interesting about our memory sometimes that there can be certain memories that are really, really flushed out or really full where other times are like, oh yeah, I remember we went to that place and that thing. But uh, for some reason, there's certain things that really stand out. And I wonder if there's a part of us, like you said, even with the, you know, the limbic system, our memory, the emotional piece to that too, something about that moment or that experience. Um, yeah, but it's strange too, because in like my example too, I mean, I never thought like you asked Dan, you know, was it like missing? I, I didn't miss the food that she cooked. I mean, it was good food. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like, oh man, I wish I had that again. Um, that's what was surprising about it. Like why that was even a memory at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. And, and you know what, many times you may be thinking of your past, of your, um, the way you were raised or so many memories, you think of it, it's this nostalgia is not thinking, is a flashback that something happens and then takes you back there. So you are not the cause of it because you know you you are not thinking about it you are not going back to those memories something causes you to go to flashback to 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 a moment to a situation so this is the um so maybe it turns out that in PTSD, we always talk about flashbacks and that sort of thing. And maybe it turns out that flashbacks are actually pretty common to have flashbacks of any different kind, but the function of a flashback in post-traumatic stress is, I believe, to help promote processing of an event or an instance. Because you know what else happens as we're talking, I'm thinking about this, that when you said light bulb moment, light bulb or flashbulb moment? light bulb. Okay. So we're capturing all this detail and what we know in post-traumatic stress types of things like in a motorcycle wreck or a car wreck or a limb injury, stuff like that. What people frequently report are these paradoxical things. Like it was very loud yet quiet. It was very fast yet slow. And they also talk about things like a life review, which is in just a few seconds that they're flipping through all of that. In other words, time slows down in a way. And I suspect that what happens is just this extreme moment of clarity where we're, our minds are not clouded with all these layers of thought that usually are going on and we're semi-distracted, but it's just this clear, pure awareness where we can do so much, but it only happens for most of us in this, those flash moments 
or we capture it. And maybe that's what we're, you're um, nostalgia going mm-hmm. back to in your nostalgia moments. There happen to be these moments where you captured so much info mm-hmm. and then have it stored so that later on you can come back and land mm-hmm. on that. Type of and I'm thing. sure there's so many things that are stored in our minds, uh, of course, you know, I mean, and you don't know what you have there. It's just like opening up a box and then all of a sudden you go, oh, I have this note. Oh, look at this. I, I received that, you know, and I think nostalgic moment is like, as you said, um, Dan, it's cloudy. Everything is stored there. Um, you're not even trying to, you know, clear the way to bring something up. But it's like a target. It just hits that. All of a sudden, everything goes away, and that little piece shows up. You know, mm-hmm. and and it just becomes so clear, and it takes you back there for a second, maybe less than a second. You go there, you come back, but that experience always is vivid in your memory that you experience that, you know. We are at a break, and um, I want to say some words in Farsi just in case um, you just turn on your radio and you listen to us speaking in English on Saturdays and Sundays from 12 to 1 o'clock. Um, Dr. Rockers, Dr. Alexandrade, and myself, uh, we um, speak in English. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگر صدای ما رو از رادیو بامداد به زبان فارسی میشنوین من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم دکتر راکرز و دکتر اندرادی در خدمتون هستیم من دکتر سعیده ملک افسلی هستم و ما در دو قسمت اول برنامه راجب تجارب خودمون در لحظاتی که یک خاطرهی به طور ناگهانی یه چیزی باعث میشه اون خاطره میاد به ذهن ما و ما اون رو تو زبان انگلیسی ناستالجک میگیم شاید یه نوع دلتنگی ما از یک گذشته که ما اون رو به یاد ما میاره ما در طول این دو قسمت برنامه داشتیم راجع به این مسئله صحبت میکردیم قسمت نهایی برنامهمون بعد از یک بریک کوتاه بهش میرسیم و با ما باشین ما برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم
قصه ها را قصه دیگر از کجای گردد سر We're back with Dr. Rockers and Dr. Andrade, and we continue our conversation about nostalgia or feeling nostalgic, and uh, we continue our conversation. One question that I had is, and I guess for people who are kind of just joining us as we've described some of our, our experiences of, of nostalgia, how it kind of differs differs from kind of rumination, where as we've been mentioning this idea that it's maybe not... Well, I think both of them probably aren't intentional. I don't think people tend uh, tend to ruminate, but it's something that we can find uh, ourselves doing and where we're getting stuck almost in a thought. Uh, a lot of times it can be not just uh, related to the past, but it could be about something that we're unhappy with or something that's uh, unpleasant. Uh, sometimes it's something negative about ourselves or a situation, but I think it can be this idea too, that it's it's we're just kind of going in circles and where we're kind of stuck on something. And so I think it's it's important to point out that whilst I've, I've heard people kind of describe it as useful or productive, it's like, no, I'm, I'm going back over these things and I'm, I'm replaying it in my mind where nostalgia, it sounds like there's a lot more of a kind of an emotional sensory experience to it than something like maybe rumination, where rumination to me is maybe a little bit more of a, a a thought process, but you, and usually some uncomfortable emotions with it are some stressful emotions versus the, as we've been talking about nostalgia, kind of an array of emotions, both reflecting, missing, yearning, as well as even a sadness and a loss. Is there any connection in regards to rumination or any differentiation that really stands out to either of you in that way? Well, I think of rumination as this repetitive, bothersome, I can't turn my mind off type of a feeling like it just, my mind keeps going over and over and over this thing. So kind of an obsessive type of a thought movement or thought pattern. And my sense of what nostalgia is about is that it gets triggered and it takes us back there, but it's not so much a repetitive, obsessive thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's not repetitive and it doesn't, um, you think about that experience of nostalgic moment, you think about it, but it doesn't, um, again, we talked about this. It's not about thinking. It's not about good old days. It's not about that. I think something triggers a memory, something triggers an experience, something triggers an emotion, something triggers a feeling 
you know. And I think it's more like emotion uh, for me, at least, because I think it's that emotion that is so profound that takes you there. And and my experience was definitely emotional because um, it was very well clear for me um, that it wasn't memory of the place, memory of um, of the scene. It was emotional part of the scene. It was emotional part of the memory, you know. And that's why it's very hard. As Alex, I remember when you were explaining your experience, you also, like me, had a hard time. Because I think things that you experience is very difficult to explain it. It's hard to, you know, um, those emotions and feelings are are experienced is different than being able to exactly explain it and talk about it. Yeah, I think it's such a, a unique experience that it's one that maybe it feels... And I think uh, it's funny because I, I I did kind of think it was unique to me, not that I'm the only person in the world who feels this, but uh, it's something I hadn't really, I think, shared too much uh, with others because I didn't quite know how to kind of categorize it because it wasn't a memory um, and it was not fully a thought. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but it was an experience too. So it's like, I yeah, I don't think I thought to mention it or share it with anybody because it's like, well, what do you, what do you Mm. call that? Um, Well, if we think in terms of post-traumatic stress, re-experiencing, and it sounds like what you guys are describing is Mm. one of the forms of Mm re-experiencing, whether it be more specifically like a flashback or whether it be Mm. a vivid recall of something, but it sounds like the kind of a re-experiencing transported there and really feeling it, having another experience of it. And it's good enough to, um, when you think about it, it's a good feeling. It's not sadness, even though it's missing the moment that you were thinking of it or the moment you experienced this nostalgic moment, even though it was missing, but it was a mixture of good feeling involved. You know, it was, um, it was just very different. You know, that's all I can say. It was good and bad. It was mixture of good and bad. What was the bad? I didn't remember you saying something. The, no, 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 no. The, the bad, I mean, it's not really bad, but it's missing. You know oh. what I mean? It's missing. It's not bad. It's missing. Yeah. It would be interesting if our uh, listeners could uh, send us an email with their experience of. Oh, that would be great. Nostalgia. Yeah. 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 You know, you hear here and there that, oh, the nostalgic moment, or, um, you know, somebody sends something, a clip, and says um, another nostalgic um, picture of so and so. You hear that. But it's so different than experiencing it, experiencing nostalgic um, feeling. Mm-hmm. It sounds like the phenomenon of it is pretty universal. 
but the experience or the phenomenology of what each of us experience is very unique because it's so dependent on our own experience. Yes. I think also, yeah, also too, how do we not pathologize it? I think it's, you know, I think Dan, you know, and especially psychologists, I think, you know, we always think of this, it's like, okay, how, what category does it fit into? And we think of the DSM and the diagnostic criteria and, you know, cause we can say this is not, you know, quote unquote, a normal experience that people have uh, where it's definitely something that because it doesn't fit into a category, doesn't mean, well, one, it's not a problem, but then necessarily too, that it doesn't, you know, uh, it doesn't quite fit so cleanly in our nomenclature of not just healthy uh, emotional experience, but even an unhealthy. And so we go to what we know. It's like, well, we know that this sounds like. PTSD. I said, it sounded like anxiety, like a panic attack. I mean, uh, again, we're a little skewed in our thinking, I think, <laughs> given what we do, but uh, yeah, it, well, it's trying I to make sense of it. Yeah. If, I mean, if we, per, if we perceive those things as pathologies or something bad per se, I think that the way I think about PTSD is it's a normal human approach, the conscious mind's approach and unconscious mind approach to resolving trauma in that way. So don't, I don't, I'm not seeing it as, Hey man, you got a really bad flu right now in your brain. Sure. Yeah. I think it's more like, but I, I know what you're saying is we tend to think in terms of what might be pathology, what's commonly called pathology disorders. And I wonder if somebody who's like religious thinks of that as a, you know, kind of a, something spiritual, a religious phenomenon. Well, a great point, a great, great point, because a lot of times in a lot of cultures, the shamans, the initial calling for a shaman is for someone to have visions. And we would call those in Western psychology or psychiatry, you'd call those episodes of psychosis. This is what leads to the whole thing that Thomas saw as the myth of mental illness. Or there's other people who are saying that too, but I think he wrote that book several years ago and questioned that, are we just unnecessarily pathologizing all these things? And we do. And I think we are guilty always of ju- being judgmental. And being... Yeah, I'm not. I don't. <laughs> no, actually, I talked, uh, I was just talking to a bunch of people about this, that uh, you know, we often talk about, oh, we shouldn't be judgmental, we shouldn't be judgmental. But it's, again, human being mind that takes you back there. You know, Alex, as you were saying, don't pathologize it. This is different. It is true. We often try to find an answer for anything. And even if someone um, says some sort of experiences that they had, um, we definitely put a mark on it and we think, you know, they went crazy or their mind wasn't. No, seriously, because I remember a woman who was talking in a gathering. It was talking about her experiences that um, it was very, very different. And it was very odd for people that, including myself, that you normally don't experience these things that she was saying. But she had that experience, you know, and somebody just said, And she even said, for those days, everybody was thinking, I am crazy. And I was telling them, I'm not crazy. I just experienced this. And she said, to this day, even my parents think for 10 days, I was crazy. 
and and they uh, and she was just saying they took me to the hospital to see what is wrong with me maybe my mind um, all of a sudden has gone um, crazy and she said I knew I'm fine and and I knew I experienced something very different and even at that meeting they were people that then after she left they were saying this is either she's lying or she really was crazy and everybody was judging. And now that we're talking about nostalgic moments, I'm thinking, wow, you know, how come we always want to label? How come we always want to find a, a reason for something? How come we just don't feel like people may experience different things? Like, for example, Alex and I experienced this nostalgic moment. And, and if we didn't have a word for it, it was difficult to really <laughs> even, you know, talk about it. Where did where did our mind go at that moment? Or what happened? You know, we're just trying to find out. And and even when we started this, I thought, gosh, psychologically, it must be something about this phenomenon, you know. And and even I said it myself that what happens in our brain or what processes our limbic system go through or other parts of our brain, because we know it's not just limbic system. There are other parts that are connected to limbic system to bring something from past or something from the stored memories. But we often find to label it or to go back and to see what we know about this. So maybe through that, we can resolve this unknown thing. But um, it's definitely something very different. It's, it's very emotional, I would say it's very emotional. Even that experience of a second or less than a second is emotional. And I'm happy I experienced it. I'm very happy because anything that you experience is additive, uh, you know, so it's good. Uh, and I'm happy about it. I know, Dr. Rockers, you sound like you're thinking <laughs> your mind is everywhere about this. <laughs> Do you wish you had this nostalgic moment that Alex and I were talking about? Well, I, you know, I think it would be interesting to have that experience. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't know. It sounds like what you had was something just very intense and very profound. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's uh, why you remember after 30 some years, that emotion, that, that scene, that, um, that location you were, everything about that moment you remember after 30 some years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's different. I, yeah, that would be cool to have that. That would be fine to have that. It's not like my path is different. Mm -hmm. That that's not something I've had so far. Yeah. No, a lot of times, as as we said, uh, it has happened to me. I go to a street, and it takes me back to somewhere I knew in my childhood, or somewhere I knew um, that I have that experience of seeing similar scene. But that is different than nostalgic moment. Okay. So, yeah, I've had that, that recognition experience, like I said, in Germany. I had that in India, uh, a number of times in India. But the Indian part didn't. I just knew it was something familiar to me. I didn't have anything. It wasn't familiar, something back here. It's just when I saw it, 
or experienced it there when I was in India, it was like, whoa, I don't know how I know this, but I have somehow like I've been here before, I've seen this before, I've had this experience before. And it wasn't deja vu. It was like, mm. oh no, that setup, that's really familiar there. Mm. It looked familiar and actually kind of comfortable. So now that you said deja vu, um, how is how's that in comparison to um to nostalgic moment because that deja vu is also something that is unknown. What is that? Well, my understanding, you mean like define deja vu? Mm -hmm. My understanding of deja vu is that I've been here before or I've had this experience before. It's like I'm reliving this moment somehow mm -hmm. and I recognize it. And then there's yeah. the opposite, which is jamais vu, less yeah. well known, mm -hmm. which is I've never been here before, yet it is a place that I have been before. Mm. And it's suddenly having that moment where I'm in this place. I can remember I had that when I was actually in the graduate program. I walked into the bathroom the, in the, our building there of the graduate program. I went into the bathroom. I looked in the mirror and it was like this. Wait, where am I? I've never been here before, yet I've been there many times before. And it's just that very striking feeling very similar, almost scary to deja vu, where you're in a new place that you've never been before, but you feel like you've been there before or done this thing before. So these these things like deja vu or je, what is the other one? Jamais vu. Jamais vu. Nostalgia. All these are very um, different, you know. Each of these experiences are are very different. It doesn't happen often. And what happens psychologically in our brain, in our mind, that takes us there or, or brings that moment to us? It's a good, those are good questions and totally different questions, too. What happens in our brain is a whole different thing than what happens in our mind, because the brain is like, well, what structures are involved and what chemical yeah, what processes, processes yeah. going and, on. And they both are interesting. The mind both and interesting the brain. And probably both important too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good conversation. <laughs> we got to the end of our program. And I know talking about deja vu, there's no statement about that because we talked enough about it. But I wonder if you guys want for the ending part to chime in and say whatever comes to your mind. Alex, you're chiming. You can chime. I, I'm a chimer. I'm a chimer. Um, yeah, I think it's just be open. Be open to different experiences you have. You know, and just like we did today, kind of, you know, for me, it was, you know, interesting to to share that, to talk about that. Uh, so, yeah, just be open to those different experiences and yeah, share and talk with those things with people you trust, people you care about. I would add to what you're saying, Alex, in the sense of uh, be open and what can you learn about yourself? What does this tell you about yourself? It's not necessarily something pathological or sickness oriented, but what is what do you know now about yourself and and like both of you i like the openness i like to just open to experiences uh you know uh and and um and as you said just listen and learn and and find out you know that's that's all about life that every day we walk through 
with wondering, learning, you know, experiencing. So with that, I want to wish everyone a wonderful um, end of the week and have a great week ahead. We come back uh, to talk about another psychological topic. And please find us under culture and psychology in um, uh, Google or search us under psych uh, psychology, culture and psychology. We have more than 160 episodes um, under different topics and um, we wish you a wonderful week.